What's up, everyone? Welcome to Tech Nubians, part of the Geekish Network. This is your weekly deep dive into video games covered by blackness. I'm Charles, your illustrious host. And with me, we have Shanae. Hey, y'all. Cherie. Hey, everyone. Travis. Travis, you're muted. He's muted. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Let's get this started right. What's happening? <laughs> uh, okay. And we have Ryan. Hey, what's up, y'all? For those that don't know, Tech Nubians is your weekly video game live stream podcast hosted by Black technology industry professionals to discuss the what, when, where, and how you can get into the world of technology, specifically video games. We are here to inspire, sustain, and nurture successful creative technologists in their pursuits of excellence and their commitment to technology and content development. So we, you're going to hear it all here. You're going to hear everything and it's mama here. Uh, since this is the first time you get to meet our illustrious hosts, our great peoples, we're going to go around the room, let them do an introduction. And as I normally start, I'm going to start with Shanae. Oh, okay. I always start with you. Oh, no, give you. Thank you. I appreciate it, Charles. It's it's mm-hmm. always nice to uh, occasionally get my due. All right, so because <laughs> you're the second born, I figured. I didn't know her and Cherie look alike. She's the second Cherie born of those two. <laughs> I figured you all all black people don't look alike, though. All That's messed up, y'all. That's messed up. Travis and Ryan. Travis was the first born. <laughs> First of all, for <laughs> first of his name, Adam and Eve. All right, let me do my intro okay. routine okay. before we start okay. acting up. Okay. Uh, my name is Shanae Bryant. I'm a video game producer. I've been in the industry for almost 20 years. Uh, I've worked at a bunch of different places. I've worked at, uh, let's do the rundown, EA Sports, um, Midway, Capcom, uh, Xbox, Crystal Dynamics, a whole bunch of places. I just started at Oculus. Um, so good to meet everybody. I'm looking forward to having a good conversation. Oh, also... Let's see, I do black in gaming, women in games. You can catch us on Clubhouse. We'll talk more about all that good stuff too. Um, nice to meet y'all. Someone else can talk now. All right, so I- Oh, popcorn. <laughs> Go for it, Ray. Uh Yeah, I'll do, I'll do a quick introduction. Um, hey everybody, my name is Cherie Bryant. I am Sinead Bryant's twin sister, or more aptly, she is my twin sister because I was first. Um, <laughs> So I'm, I'm director of program management over at a local tech firm over here in the Bay Area, but I was in games for about 12 years before that, working over electronic arts. Um, on such fun and illustrious projects as um, Dante's Inferno, Dead Space 2, um, The Sims, all that good stuff. Um, currently, as I said, director of program management, also the DEI co-chair, and I'm uh, an artist and illustrator. Great to meet everybody. And we'll go with Ryan. Hey, what's up, y'all? Um, so my name is Ryan Benjamin. Um, I am. Uh, I've, I've been in games for ooh since uh, nineteen ninety ninety nine. I think it was two thousand when I first started. Damn, um, son. Um, <laughs> yeah, competition, but but still. Yeah. So. <laughs> <You're winning. laughs> Ever since uh, I've, I've been in the games, um, I've been part of the the concept team. Basically, um, we either uh, start developing a game, and then at some point 
we hand it over to another party to, to take off and finish the game. And then we go back to the concept stages. Um, uh, before I did that, I, I, I came in, uh, I was still as a concept artist, but uh, I, was a, I was a mixture of a couple different things from um, um, building animation for, for, uh, for games like uh, Sonic the Hedgehog I worked on. Um, I've done stuff for like NFL Street uh razor racing a couple other like little cheesy games and then uh then eventually I, I went to work at sony with travis and a couple of the guys and um i was still like on a concept team and we and we ended up you know you know, just basically just uh just doing that like and now i'm on mlb so i'm, I'm working on on that team um just developing a bunch of uh, uh, pretty much whatever, wherever they need me, that's where they shift me. Cause I'm a jack of all trades. I can animate, I can concept, I can, I can build models. I can rig, I can pretty much do everything except programming. Programming is not my thing. Um, <laughs> but uh, other than that, that's what I do. And on the side, I guess you can call that on the side. I guess, uh, if you guys can see behind me, it says comic pro bootcamp. I'm a comic artist. I've been also been working in a comic industry, uh, for both Marvel and DC comics for yeah, even longer than I've, I've been in video games. Um, wow. I've been doing that since 94. Um, and, um, and so I'm, if you've seen Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Catwoman, X-Men, uh, Black them. Panther, uh, uh, um, Wolverine, I've probably touched it. I probably worked on one of those 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 IPs or anything like that. So uh, uh, you name it, I've done it. From Spider-Man animations to uh, just rinky-dink comics uh, for webtoons, even that. So um, I guess that's it. I don't want to give you guys too much, but I'm going to let Travis take over or whoever else is next. Can I, can I interrupt for one second to say, I did not know you worked on NFL Street. Oh, yeah. My sister and I worked on NFL Street, like, <laughs> what, 19 years ago? Yeah, that was about the time I was born. Travis had already been for 500 years at that point. Uh, so. I know it. So uh, Grays are from staying up late. <laughs> So I love hearing other people's like intros and stuff because I get to like like know things about people that I didn't know about them and also <laughs> what folks can learn right here. It's mm-hmm. a real small industry. Our paths apparently crossed paths and we didn't even oh, yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea. Uh, Travis. <laughs> Hi. Um, well, you know, it's funny you should say, Ashley, Sinead, uh people's paths cross and they don't know it because uh, I actually met Ryan a few times uh, in Miami uh, because we always, used to, we always used to go to the same comic book store. Yep. And, and, and and we didn't reconnect actually until I started working at Sony, right? And we were like, weren't you, you know, and so it was a good, I don't know, at least a good 15 years maybe yep. um, or something like that. Um, so hi, my name is Travis Williams. Uh, I am a game designer producer. Um, and I have been in the industry for a long time. Uh, <laughs> Don't even need uh, numbers anymore. I, I, I started as a tabletop RPG designer um, at a company called White Wolf Game Studio, uh, where we created the World of Darkness. So if you're into pen and paper RPGs and you've played Vampire the Masquerade, Werewolf the Apocalypse, Mage uh, the Ascension, those are games that I helped uh, create. Uh, also did the third edition of uh, Ars Magica. So, um, 
so geek it's geek and nerd is in uh is in my blood um in 93 i stopped doing tabletop rpgs and switched into uh doing uh video games uh you know full time and in that time um i've done practically every type of game you can possibly do in this industry from real-time strategy to fight games to massively multiplayer online games to rpgs uh the whole nine i actually you know when, when i start to name some of the the, the games that i did I, I i start to feel extra old so why don't we just let that happen organically um you know i can i can tell you that you know um that uh you know some of those oh, some of those games yeah some of those games are the street fighter the first grand theft auto um you know sanitarium matrix online um you know and i was just recently working on all of the uh, new games that you're going to see when the new avatar films come out so uh i've uh yeah i've i've been at this a while and uh you know i'm not tired yet so yeah you're not tired yet. And, After and, 2020? <laughs> what's, we what's, tired, yeah? Well, I'm fatigued. How's that? Oh, like, look, and, 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 and a common thread, I think, through, through throughout everyone here, with the exception, actually, uh, of Sheree, to, to some degree, is, is that I've worked with every one of you guys. Um, you yeah. know, so, um, yeah, and, and, and this is, this is a, resp- this is actually, you know, I remember someone telling me about the Dave Matthews band and how, like, Dave Matthews used to, like, sit in a bar and then all these acts used to come on stage and stuff like that, and he used to cherry pick, like, that guy's good. She's, you know, that guy's good. That guy's good. Until he would assemble, you know, just, you know, the best band. And that's how Dave Matthews band was born. And I always thought that was a cool concept. And so in my, in my 30 years of, of, of being in this industry, you're looking at some of the most impressive people that I've worked with. And so yeah. that's why we're here. Yeah. And for you all that didn't know, I've been in the gaming industry 15 years. Uh, I went to grad school at the Florida, uh, Interactive Entertainment Academy at University of Central Florida. Is this and I started Tech Nubians? Is that what we need to talk about? Oh, we all have the Florida connection for real. We we all have a Florida uh, connection. I was born in Miami. <laughs> this is maybe a thing. So I was also in Florida. I, I started off working at a girl studio called Gorilla Games, Gorilla System Corp. And I worked on the Hannah Montana game, a band jam and um the click, the video game, and All Star Cheer Squad for the Nintendo Wii, and then I got hired by NeverSoft to work on Guitar Hero, and I worked on Guitar Hero World Tour, and I worked on Band Hero and uh, parts of DJ Hero for their store, and then I got hired by Sony at the Visual Art Service Group where I met Travis, and he was one of the first Black people to actually talk to me in the gaming industry. <laughs> Because he's extra old. Because he's extra old. He came in our booth. He came in and was like, we were brothers from another mother. Like, I knew him all my life. It it all went downhill from there. Oh, man. I think if you you meet someone in the business that's like yourself, and and they're doing cool things, and you meet them, and, and, and they're cool, you know, like, like, why not? I mean, there aren't that many of us, right? And so, yeah, I, I think it behooves us to actually, you know, act as uh, exactly twenty five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are we saying Florida is the epicenter of black game dev? It might be. Which is crazy because there's like two video game companies out there. There's like there's EA like Sports two video game companies, and like yeah. there's yeah. a company that's now EA Sports. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, but 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 you know, honestly, and and that's something that you know, uh, Chuck, you and I talked about uh, a lot. Is is that um, you know people don't see us, 
as much they as don't. they should, right? Mm. This is also a response to that, right? It's yes. Just, um, you know, and, and unless you see it, you don't know it's possible. That's yes. Um, yes. You know, yes. And 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 I'm and hopefully, you know, by doing this, by being a little bit more visible, you know, we can we can increase our numbers because yeah. I think that representation definitely matters. Yep. Yeah. And soon you won't be able to get rid of us. That that's one thing that uh, I've been here thirty years. You ain't getting rid of me. <laughs> yeah, he's right? like he's like I, I got nothing else. I got no other skills but none. None. <laughs> I mean, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Thank like, God, game development is still yeah. around. Thank like, God, games are still here. Yes. Like I like having these little plushies in the background. This is my work. This is my office now. It was my game room became my office after the uh-huh. pandemic. I let uh-huh. those little plushies smile at every single person I have a VidCon with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's I lovely. Have to get a real job. Mm, that's yeah. lovely. Um, <laughs> let's start off while we started Tech Nubians. This is a good start, actually. Uh, the game industry itself is two percent black. Two percent, and it was three percent about a decade ago. So we're losing number, or it's growing, and our population is not growing. Yeah. And with Latinx, we're under 5%. With, with Latinos, we're under 5%. And we know this is an issue, considering mm-hmm. Black people in particular play games 30% more than anybody else in longevity of playing games. And that could be Fortnite, t- uh, 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 any fighting game and sports games. But we play a lot of video games. And the problem we have is the pipeline from school to the game industry is not there like it is like school to prison. And I remember talking with Travis and Leon at Comic-Con and we, we talked about this. And then one of them, I think it was Travis, came with the word Technubians. And I thought that was the most beautiful word I've ever heard. And then he spelled it for me. And I was like, I'm mine. My mind's blown. My mind is blown right now. I'm like, and the fact that we have right now on this one podcast over 100 years of video game experience, mm. that's amazing. And we all, like, I was in manga and comic books before I got into video games and prior to that, I was in music. So I hopped around industries and you go to the music industry, it's like 80% black mm. as participants and workers, but not ownership. And in the gaming industry, we're two to 3%, but we know we, we're trying to get five and five that's the mission of black and gaming five and five i've always pushed when i when i started when i started help working black and gaming before then i was trying to get 13 i wanted to get us full 13 because that way we can that way we can fight with the industry if they don't give us our 13 you know and 13 is a beautiful number it's a really really beautiful like number still should be an aspirational number that, yes that's yes we're 13 percent um, but it's not just us not getting the gaming. We have Latinos, we have Filipinos, we have a, a lot of American, uh, Asian Americans not into gaming them as well. Mm-hmm. And they have, they suffer through the same things we go through, Yep. you know? And I think tech Nubians, you know, Nubians is black people. It means black people, of course, or noobs or new neophytes. Uh, this is a good way to get people of color into the gaming industry. Absolutely. I think. And I think all of us have a perchance to want to teach and explain things. Mm. And that's what makes this group really unique. Did I miss anything, Travis? Well, no, I mean, I, you know, uh, as an interesting side note, I'm actually going to teach in the fall, which is, mm-hmm. which is, which is uh, scary. 
congratulations uh, for, for, for a lot of reasons um you know um but i i, I see ryan uh ryan teaches um but he does it in his master sifu sort of way that uh you know it, you, you actually have to witness it to uh to to believe it it's uh you know, it's it's actually uh pretty scary but uh effective um but yeah i mean mm-hmm. you summed it up you summed it up uh chuck i mean you know look because I've been in the industry so long, you know, I have had the displeasure basically of being that only black person in the room or in the company uh, for, for a long time. Or when you go to GDC, you know, uh, that's the game developer conference for those that don't know. Yeah. Like, you know, you just don't, you just don't see it. Right. Um, and so uh, despite, you know, our, our, our numbers, I mean, I have seen them increase in my career, you know, and, and so I'm, and, and I'm hopeful. And, and it wasn't until like a few years ago, actually, where uh, at, uh, at the Game Developers Conference, I ran into not one, not two, but three black female, you know, uh, game designers. And I was like, eh, black women game designers like you know you're about as close to a unicorn as i can as i can get right and 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 so it was it was amazing to see it was it was amazing to see and i think a lot of it has to do with education right because they they are coming out of the university system um and you know it, it, it just made me feel good yes like i have a 17 year old that's under my wing and um she's my niece and she just wants to design video games. She was she was just like my brother. At 13, she came to him. He's like, what do you want for Christmas? And she's like, I don't know. She always says, I don't know. She's, she doesn't need anything. She doesn't care for anything, even though her daddy's her dad's money bags. And she came to him and was like, Dad, I want a computer. And he immediately called me up and said, guess what your niece asked for? I was like, what? He said, she asked for a computer. I said, why does she want a computer? He said, because she wants to program. She said she wants to program. He said, I said, she's just like you. He's like, yeah, I hope, but she's smarter than me. I said, what does she want to program? He said, I don't know. She hasn't told me. So I called her up. She just got her cell phone. She was 13. She said, hey, Uncle Chuck, I said, I heard you want a computer for uh, for Christmas. Why do you want a computer? She's like, I want to program video games. I want to make video games. Hmm. So I went to her house that Christmas and loaded her computer of every game engine, every art application, everything to the point where it barely ran. (laughs) You can come to my house and do that too. Yeah, I I, I downloaded like a million games for Steam. I bought like everything she could ever want. Nice. Uh, so, so just so you know, uh, basically Chuck is uh, offering his services to basically come to your house and <laughs> I heard, download I heard everything. Is, yeah. um, and two years ago, she came to my brother and was like, "Dad, I want to build a computer," and she built her rig. Cool. She built her rig, nice. and um, and that made me excited because she told her dad last last month after she got this scholarship to Mississippi State, "Dad, I don't want to go to college." And he was really upset about that. And I was like, you didn't go to college. Why are you forcing her to go to college? That's why he wants her to go, because he didn't take a, take a gap year. But he's a robotic engineer. Yeah, the yeah. university gave him a degree. And he and he's a robot engineer. And I, and I, I said, Sydney, why don't you go to college? She's like, Uncle Chuck, I'm going to make a video game instead of go to college at least one year. If I go to college, I'm going to be able to make video games. Yeah. And that hit well, my soul so hard. See, that's, you know, that's, that's something that's that's actually a good topic we should talk about. Right. Yeah. I mean, 
you know, I mean, I got my, I got my origin, you know, I started programming on a Commodore 64, <laughs> you know, uh, back, back in the day when I was 10. Did you uh, put it together? Oh, you're 10. No, it's already together, actually. I mean, Commodore 64 <laughs> is a big old block. It's just, you know, it's, 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 it's invented it's, it. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's. I remember time before the computer. You wanted it to come naturally, Travis. You wanted the old jokes to come naturally. Were you at least the first one to do it? Because you know, Travis, I know half your stories are like, I was the first one to ever do this. So were you at least? Yes. The first? If you weren't the first, I, I don't even want to hear your story, man. I was not. So I guess we shall go on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to hear your origin story. I also want to talk about as as one of, as one of the two women on this podcast. We're talking about black women in the industry. I also want to talk about that a little. Mm-hmm. Please go ahead. No, no. I mean, like, so, like, what what you guys were all saying was 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 all like absolutely pertinent, super important, right? Like, yes. I always wanted to be in game industry since I was a kid. Like, I like you know, I've been playing mm-hmm. games since I was what four or five. What something like me and my sister, <laughs> my dad playing games, and. We were fight. We were like the, the three of us would fight over them. <laughs> Who won? Who won? Oh, uh, dad! Our dad always won. Well, usually, our, usually our dad. But we would like. Oh, he was just fighting children. Done. You know, it's like, like, like my dad's probably playing a game right now. Like he's one hundred percented Breath of the Wild multiple times. Mm. I might. Add. Wow. <laughs> like my dad is like he he puts he puts plays the heart and soul out of everything he puts. Uh, everything he puts in the console, um, nice. but no, no. I mean, going going back to that conversation, right? You guys are absolutely right. We like people don't see it as a career path because they don't see people who look like them in this career. Yep. And this is part of the reason why I think it's super important that we're doing stuff like Tech Nubians, that we're doing stuff like Black and Gaming, that we're doing stuff like what we're doing over on Clubhouse, is that we're giving some visibility to it to say like, hey, look, we're here. You can make this a career. You can get paid. You can like actually turn video games from a, from being just a hobbyist or an enthusiast, if you want, into a profession. Yes. Uh, and you can do all right with it. And then you can sit there on VidCons with like, you know, crazy little nonsense and stuff in the background <laughs> or on your shoulder, right? But like, <laughs> but you know, like, yes. I, you know, I went to GDC for years and years. And I remember, uh, you know, back when there was a GDC, you guys remember the, the before times um, when we had in-person events. It feels like it was so long ago now. Um, but I remember like the very first GDC I went to, I just, I started doing this little game where I would just count up the number of black women I saw while I'm just walking around San Francisco. I'm like, let me just see, am I the only one here? And the first year I counted like 12 or something, like Uh some ridiculously low number. And I'm talking about like 12, 12 black women out of like 20,000 attendees. And the next year it was like 22. And the year after that, and the year after that, it's like the number just kept inching up. But it was, it was, it was, it was giving me like some some hope because I'm like, oh, the number is always going up higher. It was still always like double digits. At a, and when you compared it to like the number of attendees for GDC, it was you know pretty paltry. But it was still like it was still progress, right? It was still at least like knowing that all this stuff that we're doing is like you know we're not just pushing a rock up a hill. Like people are starting to see it. We're starting to get a little bit of representation there. And then there was one year I went to GDC. And I had to go to the restroom, just, you know, as, as you do. And I walk in the restroom and there was a line and there was a woman in front of me. I'm like, there's a line. She's like, yeah, there's a line. And we just smiled. We're like, there's a line at the restroom, <laughs> which is like super inconvenient, but it You're had like, never we arrived. happened. <laughs> we got like, a line at the restroom. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to be late for our next. Yes. That's always yes. been like one of the minor perks of being like a woman in the game industry is you're like, oh, there's never a line at the restroom. No. Mm. I used, at Midway, we used to have our own stalls. 
Yeah, we would <laughs> be like, there's three of us. There's three stalls. I take this one. You take that one. You take this it one. It was a gentlewoman's agreement. It was. It was. It's nice. That was mine. Nice. That one's yours. I will not use yours. Don't use mine. Nice. Oh, since we're speaking of this, go ahead. Go ahead, Travis. You want to say something? Well, well, to put a finer point on it, I think, um, you know, in talking to each one of you, uh, like individually, really, um, we always seem to get the same sort of questions asked to us. Um, and then a few years ago, uh, you know, you, Chuck, myself, uh, Ryan, and uh, another tech Nubian who has yet to uh, appear, who will be here on episode two, we, we always answer the same questions. And uh, we were thinking like, wouldn't it be great if, if, if we could just, you know, have some sort of touch base where, where we could, you know, say, hey, you know, um, here are all your questions answered. And then let's try to elevate the, the, the conversation a little more so that we don't have to answer the base questions anymore. Then we can start getting into a little bit more of the meat and potatoes of, you know, why games do well, why games don't do well. Um, and, and, and try to bring a little bit more insight into, into, you know, what we do so that if this is something that you actually want to do as a career, um, you won't have to say, why didn't someone tell me this? Because yeah. here we are and we're telling you this now. Yes. Yes. Um, it's like when I, I go into high schools often and they ask, what can I do in the gaming industry? And I just run down the list because there's so many different positions that you can participate in in the gaming industry you can mm-hmm. be an artist and there's 10 different types of artists ryan told you he's all of them <laughs> in one person but you know and then there you can be a producer and that's a project manager you're the soft skills person and as a producer you're a counselor and you're the schedule keeper and you're the, you're, you're the internal role model for everybody. Those, those so kind of hard behave. skills on the producer side, too, by the way. Yeah, there are some hard skills. You know? Math is the hard math. skill. Math, math. is the hard skill. How many times have to tell people, I'm like, listen, guys, like, you want to make a game this big, we got this much time and this much money. Let me do <laughs> yeah. the math for you. The math. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The producer makes sure a game ships. Mm-hmm. The reason you have a game is because producer pushed the design team and made sure that everything the design team wanted got pushed through some pipeline to get into their hands <laughs> and make sure they used it. Um, speaking of design, this is, we have the design team. So we have art, production, design, and the, the, the hold it all together, the glue is engineering. Yes. You have to have strong programming team bring yes. it all together and those are the four parts of a, a game but there's other parts like marketing and publishing mm-hmm. that we don't really touch on in this please podcast. don't forget about please don't forget about audio because yeah. audio oh yes audio QA audio we, yes, yes. QA and QA. Well. Yeah. QA and qa yeah. and we, qa is the guy you know? oh sorry go, you go right ahead chuck I was going to say QA is definitely the guy. They, if QA doesn't like your game when you're about to ship your game, your game is not good. Because <laughs> they look at your game and, and you know, they're like, I hate this game. This game sucks. <laughs> if somebody says that in your QA department, you're probably doing something wrong. Sure, you know? you're QA. You want to drop some nuggets here? For <laughs> yeah. So I, I will mention, yeah, I did QA for, for 12 years. I will say, I will mention, um, after playing any game for eight to twelve <laughs> hours every day, you will hate any game. That's true. I, when that's I first started in QA, like I mean, I was a huge gamer, right? That's you know, that's why mm-hmm. I got into it. 
I don't think I played any games for like two years after I started working on games in the industry because it changed the way you play games. That's the other thing. Yeah, yeah. Like I can't tell. Like I was like before I started working in the industry, I don't mm-hmm. think I ran into nearly as many bugs, or maybe I just didn't recognize them as bugs or whatever. Mm-hmm. But after I was after I was in the industry, I'm like I'm playing something and like a cutscene comes up and I don't want to play. I don't want to see this cutscene. How can I skip this? Let me start button mashing. Let me start like trying to eject the disc and because I know that the game has to handle it. <laughs> I just want to like find like, you know, workarounds to like break the game and get around it. And But I, mm-hmm. you know, I started running into so many things. It changed the way you enjoy games. Um, okay. Well, um, speaking of that, since yeah. we're on the topic, <laughs> um, I, I just saw a huge red flag that, that, that just popped up. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. we're, we're talking about, uh, building a game and then playing a game. Right. So mm-hmm. they right now in, in a current industry, not, not just the industry, but you know, the, the, the world right now, you know, we have the systems that, that people use the, the platforms that's available to, to, to many people. Um, right now there's a ton of people on Twitch and other plat- platforms who are streaming their gaming and they're making money off of that. Versus putting all that aside and going onto the production side of things and saying, okay, I want to, I'd rather build the game and get paid that way. Mm -hmm. So those are two, two different venues that people can choose from to to say, okay, how can I profit from making games from, you know, you know, am I going to play it and, and earn and hopefully earn, earn some money that I can get enough view and viewers and, uh, and fans and everything. and, And, you know, and Twitch will send me a paycheck or am I going to, you know, put put some rub two brain cells together, you know, uh, come up with a cool concept or a, a resume and and show it to to a, a studio, get them get on their their team, and then suddenly I'm working with these guys who's who I'm now I have a consistent check that's coming in versus uh, hope I get a check type of feel. So, but there are people out there who who prefer. Yeah to just go online and play, play games, you know, and at least you're having fun. They have a roof over the head. They can get food when they want to. And it's okay. I'd rather just play games. And then there are people outside who have more, more, there's more security in there with a hard game where you're actually physically you're on a team and you're, you're, you're building something and two years down the road, you actually see the final product product. And now you have something to put on your resume to say, yes, I did this, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. That's what I see, you know? Yeah, yeah, we were having a really good conversation on Twitter uh, uh, earlier, too, because someone was talking about, you know, we're talking about all the different roles in games. Like, we just named off a few of different, like, those sort of more popular roles. But there's, like, things like design, things like uh, QA. Like, those are those are disciplines that have a lot of people in them because they're, they're very visible. There's, but there's also a lot of disciplines that people don't know about within games. Like, for example, tech artist. Mm. Oh, my God. Please. Google tech artists and tech do artist. that <laughs> because <laughs> the industry needs tech artists, needs tech animators, needs a lot of the folks who are the connective tissue between different disciplines. Yeah. Like, like what, like, like, like we were just saying a second ago, like, you know, games are made by teams very seldom. And you know, we're talking about these really big, like your triple A and your quad a level games that ain't made by like one or two people that ain't made by 10 or 20 people, not even made by 50. We're talking about hundreds of people, hundreds, 400 people. Sometimes up to 400, 500 people. Yeah. Sometimes thousands of people. We're yeah. Talking about yeah, including outsourcing houses. Yeah, all the outsourcing. Right? When I was on Sims 4, 600 people on that team. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, and sure, you got like, you got art, like, you, you can say the artist thing, but there's so many specializations that are within that. Yeah. So if you guys the, have like 
aspirations to move into like design know that there's like a dozen different type of design disciplines that you yes can art so same way art a dozen you know, different disciplines. engineering same way yeah, absolutely you know but even in production about- the same way there's different types of producers yes i, I, yeah. I had a I, I had a uh I had an art director uh, that worked with me at Interplay. Why are you and smiling already, Travis? Because it's a it's a cool story, actually. Um, but <laughs> he's, he's now he's now the studio head over at uh, probably Monsters in Seattle. But um, he was he was one of the best technical artists I ever worked with. Um, and to give you an idea of like what a, a good tech artist would do is what is a is, tech artist explain tech um, artist because our audience doesn't so, know what a tech artist is so if you're if you're actually you know if you're just generating assets whatever those are i mean you could be concepting that's art right you could be 3d modeling that's 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 it but understand that a lot of times making a game is so much like apollo 13 it's not even funny right and and you know and i remember the part where they said we need to make this fit into this using this right and 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 you're like these things are completely disassociated with each with one another like what are you talking about right and so 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 i remember actually going to dave and saying look do you have uh you know a hundred uh a hundred polys to make this uh to make this fire Right. Um, and he's like a hundred, huh? And then he took it as a challenge. And then, and then just to flex on me, he said, do you want burning embers of smoke or not? (laughs) (laughs) It was like, hell yeah, I want that. Right. And he said, all right. And then the next day he made it happen. So, you know, it, sometimes it's not just uh, you know, you making something beautiful, you have to make something beautiful within the confines of the engine that you're using, the platforms that you're using. What's the engine and platform? You know, well, an, an engine being something uh, very much like Unreal or Unity mm-hmm. or, or, or Crytek or, or, or anything that you would uh, you, you would make uh, your, your your game on, uh, for example. You know, so so those are. Uh, you know, those are those are sort of the industry sort of standard uh, engines that you use. But a, but but a tech artist knows that, you know, it's it's not just art that I'm doing. It's actually art and engineering, uh, you know, at the same time. And yep. understanding understanding that um, we're not. Uh, yes, in the end of the day, you're trying to simulate life, but only as much as you need to in order to get that desired effect. <laughs> right. And so, and, and so that's, that's really important. And so okay. having someone who is technical, like, you know, like Ryan and, you know, for example, is great because, you know, he'll be able to do that. I'll be like, look, man, I need to build, uh, you know, Miles Morales. Right. And he'll be like, dope. And I'll be like, yeah, but I only have a thousand polys to do it and he'd be like oh murder right all right so let's get it done <laughs> polys so, are polygons people yeah so so that's so, yeah so that's so that's that's what i mean so a lot of times people just think that you know you get into this gaming industry and you know you just get to draw pretty pictures and that's it and no you're you're actually confined by you know a lot of different things technology and and, and yeah and, and and the and the best of us actually know how to work within those confines and the great thing is every time new systems come out those get relaxed a little more and a little more and a little more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you have a whole new set of rules you have to figure One out. One thing that yes. I realized <laughs> the, uh, the tech artist field is filled with BIPOC people, black indigenous people of color. Like they, it's, it's interesting how many people of color 
know how to do the art work in polygons or sprites and know how to do some of the engineering to work in the confines that Travis is talking about. And when you walk into like, you'll see, you'll see a concept team. There'll be a couple, be a couple of white guys, some people of color, and then you'll go into the, the sculpting team. There'll be a lot of white guys and a few people of color. And then it goes in the tech art team. And it's like all people of color, like one white guy. <laughs> the animation is like, we're all um, majority Asians, some people of color, and some Latinx people, then some white guys. And you're like, wow, this is consistent across every studio that I've ever been in. <laughs> You know, uh, are you drawing like some parallels here? Like, yeah, you know, yeah, like it, yeah. it seems like you're walking you know, in a tech art room, it'd be like all the it'd be black men, black women, Latin, like Latin women, Latin men, a couple, uh, a couple of Asians, and it'd be like that one white guy <laughs> or two white guys in the room. It's interesting phenomenon. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> and the only reason I say that is because, I mean, you know, the, the, the through line is, is, I mean, you take a look at soul food, for example, you know, it comes from scraps, you know, and it seems like every time we have to be creative, it always has to be mixed with struggle. I'm not exactly sure yeah. why it's that's like, the case. Not, you know, so is, that the, is that the flavor that, you know, <laughs> is, is it a problem that when you said take a look at soul food, I was like the movie? <laughs> yeah. start breaking out with some boys and men like what's oh shoot all that yes, yes. All i don't yes. know my head is just in, i mean like okay. coming to america 2 just came out last night so my head is just in that era yeah like, yeah we won't talk about that for this podcast we'll be on it all day i haven't seen okay. it yet though okay okay <laughs> okay but i'm no gonna move it on i'm gonna move it on because i'm pretty sure people we, we explain the industry a little bit we have a long time to explain what the industry is and for those that are tuning in we will spend time on each discipline to help you out to help you get direction and we'll answer your questions in the chat about any discipline if you're interested in joining the video game development community oh i like to say behind the screen and in front of the screen so your streamers and whatnot and content developers and journalists they're in front of the stream in front of the screen and all your development is behind the screen People don't realize when we start video game development, we literally start with a blank screen. <laughs> like there's nothing, there's no planet, there's no sky boxes. It's a blank screen. Fortunately, we have game engines, which are base programs to actually get your game up and started and, and building your game. They have a lot of the things we already need. So somebody said one day, hey, let me make a game engine and share this with people and allow them to share these assets. Because literally at one point, Travis knows, because he was there before the wheel, when you made, when you made, when, when you, when you made a video game, <laughs> you had to rebuild the wheel every time. But since Travis lived before there was the invention of the wheel. <laughs> How did I get here? <laughs> Yeah, but, I mean, I mean, that's very true. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. But yeah, oh, that's just That's how you got in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He killed that Willie Mammoth. <laughs> <laughs> it's a struggle. It's a struggle. Uh, but, but, it's, but yeah, that's very true. I mean, you, you, you really did. You had to spend a lot of time actually building your game environment before you actually started building your game. And it mm -hmm. wasn't until, uh, you know, actually the mid 90s when uh, Microsoft said, hey, maybe we should uh, hold all of the people who build software and hardware to a standard. 
so that people can make some assumptions before they go forward so that they don't have to keep accounting for this. And that's where DirectX came from. Yes. Um, so I was making games, yes, before DirectX came around. And mm-hmm. DirectX solved a lot of issues on the Windows side of things. Um, so that you can you, you can iterate a lot uh, you know uh, faster and then yes, uh, yes um, you know some of my team members actually helped with the first Unreal. Uh, of course, yeah, the yes, first. yes, whatever, whatever. When it was real, whatever, when, no it was real. <laughs> when it was real, this old thing is going to be recurring. <laughs> this 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 old thing is going to be recurring. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, anyways, uh, you know my, my my point is uh, my point is is that mm. you know. Um, Everyone knows that, you know, you have to have some sort of engine actually to build your game. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, it's getting to the point now where people care less about that engine, you know, and and, and more about what exactly are you doing that is special and unique and bold within that engine. Mm. Um, You know, and that that's a great thing. You know, because like, just imagine, honestly, if, if, if you had to, every time you, you wanted to buy a car, they had to build it from scratch. I mean, it, it's, yeah. it's ridiculous, right? And, and, and you would never get the automobiles that you're getting now. And so that's why, you know, the games you're seeing today are capable of, uh, you know, this massive amount of complexity now, because some of these base level things have already been taken care of. And so you can spend your time actually getting into the nuances of what makes your game unique. Yeah. Yeah. And let people not audience know the the two core game engines, Unity 3D and Unreal, they're free. free. You all can download them right now. You know, um and yeah, actually start playing with them. Making money on them like there's asterisks and contracts and stuff, but yeah. There's nothing stopping you from like jumping on that. And jumping on it. Yep. Yeah. And, and really- you go to YouTube. YouTube's a great teacher. There's a lot of tutorials. University. Yeah, YouTube University. That's what I call it. youtube university Mm -hmm. um something else we're going to move forward and actually get into games now i'm pretty sure people are yawning about the developer talk so we're going to move from development talk right now we're going to go to playstation state of play we had it last week you know as people of color we definitely love the playstation box (laughs) (laughs) Uh, except for the PlayStation Five, which, in case anyone um, hasn't followed my Twitter, oh. is a myth. Is it, does it exist? Mass hallucination. It never happened. <laughs> Let's start with that before we go into state of play. Yeah. Let's talk about how hard one. it is to get these consoles. Oh yeah, it is. Okay. How many I don't have one, so it must be a myth. I, well, Travis, of course, Travis has one. I have one too. Yeah, I got it when it was the PlayStation One, and it, you know, I just <laughs> it grew up. It grew up into the PlayStation yes. Five. You just taped five. I kicked it out of the house, and then it came back as the PS Five. You see, and had an attitude. Yeah, like I'm not going in everybody's house. It's gonna be hard to find me. I'm disappearing. We, we just had a few times where you know you, you hear that they're in stock you go in there you put it in your cart and then like it is a struggle trying to get past the checkout and then eventually it just disappears from your cart and it's yep. gone um yes I, i'm mostly trying to get it for my sister because i know you i know she's been wanting one for a while i'm like we can't get two of them we may as well forget about that but maybe we can get one between the two of us it's the first console in like probably a decade that i haven't gotten at launch that and the Xbox Series X. And for the same reason, I mean, don't get me wrong, like I would like to get a, be quiet, Travis. I would like to get a PS5. I would like to get one. Uh, I don't need one. Let's be yeah. honest. I've got like 15 yeah. million different games and backlog for everything else. But 
You guys I realized here. like this, even during a pandemic when we, none of us have nothing else to do, I realized like I'm not willing to struggle. But it's because the pandemic, we don't have it. I know. But it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's a double-edged sword. <laughs> it's like, okay, if I could go into the store and pick it up, this, the scalpers wouldn't would have a chance. It. Yeah, yep. we would have gotten it. It's, we wouldn't have had a chance. But, but, but since they know that like, only we can get this online, they're like, F it. Mm-hmm. I already spent a million dollars on getting them. I'm just going to stock them all in till mm-hmm. eventually yeah. people just buy them from me. <laughs> we hear a sad PlayStation 5 story. Yes, go yes. for it. Well, they're all sad, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, like I said, I work for Sony uh, Play, PlayStation. <laughs> So uh, they offer all employees uh, PlayStation. They sure yep. did. And what you have to do is basically <laughs> reply to an email and then wait your turn and click on a link. And then you, you can pay the money. And then suddenly you, and you, there's a small window for this, meaning like two hours. you got to get this done within like two hours. Um, and... Um, I missed my deadline on that one. Why? Because we're in crunch mode and uh, my brain is just on, I got to submit. I got to turn in this work. I got to get this done. I'm, so I'm like cranking away three days later. I'm like, Oh, that's right. I was supposed to, was I supposed to get my PlayStation five? What's going on? And I double check my email and I realized, Oh, that's right. I missed my window. Oh man. I, like, oh. I would be sending oh. an email right now. You need to be like, sending an email to somebody. To get I, your no, PlayStation. Trust me. I, re- I, I clicked on that mm. link like 17 times, hoping it would, mm. it would let me in, let me in. It just is like, Nope. You need to, you need to, you need to, you need to go up to higher up. You need to go one pay grade <laughs> up to make that happen. I said one pay grade up because that's like ownership of PlayStation. Out of my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> You're already up there. You click on the link now, it just re- redirects you to eBay. <laughs> but, um, uh, from the state of play, uh, Sh- Shanae, honestly, from the state of play, I would say you can hold out on getting the PlayStation 5 yeah. until those games come out. Because yeah. right now what you have wow. is Astro and you have Miles Morales and you can play Cyberpunk if you want to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It runs five. I guess you can on PlayStation Five. PlayStation Five. Yeah, you can run it on PlayStation Five. It doesn't run on PlayStation Four, but it runs smooth on PlayStation Five. Yeah. You know, I haven't. I I I haven't finished the first Spider-Man yet. Um, and, do I need to finish it in order to play Miles? No, no. <laughs> okay, you good. don't need to. You don't need to finish it. Okay, can I, I, can, I, can I make an admission real quick too here? And and um, uh-huh. part of this is my own fault because I was probably not paying the most attention or anything like that when, like during like all the, the the press leading up to the original announce for that first Spider-Man, not for Miles Morales, right? Uh-huh. But I remember like seeing that first, um, like I think it was the announced trailer, probably E3 or something like that. And like I'm watching the trailer and seeing Spider-Man, I'm like, oh, this is awesome. And then at the end of it, you see like, you know, you see, I look up and you see Miles because they had that little like cool down at the end. I'm like, oh, that's rad. Miles Morales is in this. So I'm thinking for some reason in my head, oh, I'm going to be playing Miles Morales in this first game. So when I got Spider-Man, when I got the game, PS4, uh-huh. I'm like booted up. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm swinging around with Spider-Man. He gets to his like his remote. Who's this white dude? And I realize I'm like, oh, I'm Peter Parker in this one. And then all the energy just sort of drained, drained out of my Wow. Wow. And it, you and actually do get to play Miles Morales. I know you do. You do. But, but I wanted just, to, just not as Spider-Man. I know. I, I, you know, I did. I did get to that part, but it was not <laughs> it was not what I was expecting. You know, my expectation was like, 
I was a it was a total misunderstanding on my part. I am not blaming anyone else for it. I actually I actually played like I guess sixty to seventy percent of of Spider Man, and then you know then I actually mm-hmm. started playing Ghost of Tsushima, which mm. just took over, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's um, another reason and, to have a PlayStation Five, but you can play it on PlayStation Four too. Yeah, and then and then after then after Ghost of Sh- I, I finished it. Um, I went back, but um, not until I got my PS5, played through Miles Morales, and then I was like, yeah, I might as well finish Spider-Man. You don't have any more games right now. Why don't you just lend me your PS5? Man, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. But no. Nah. Um, nah. But, but you, look, when, when, as, as far as state of play is, is, is concerned, though, yeah, like, you know, I, it's 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 interesting this iteration so far, right? Um, because what you're seeing is you 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 know graphically, I mean, yeah, you you, you see a jump, um, but I think it's a it's a it's a jump that you know most people will miss or aficionados really appreciate, you know, yeah. um, you know, especially ray tracing and, and and so on and so forth, you know, just you know you you know most most of your most of your mass market i i don't they'll just say oh it just looks better right fast market doesn't have a 4k tv yet right and and so um so it's 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 interesting because that i think one of the the interesting or or most progressive things about the new iterations are the ssd and how fast you can actually uh you know access things because those have you know this waterfall effect on on game design that people don't even realize, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, and, and we can talk about that some other time. But you know, I, I guess you know that's that's what I'm seeing is is the zero weight part uh, in gaming now that I think has a significant effect on you know your end user satisfaction. You know, I mean, you know, like if you like, I want to go to this area and then you got to wait like thirty seconds. I mean, it's a long time. People just don't realize like in this, in, in, in this new world, like yeah. it's a long time. Like back in the day when there wasn't a microwave, for example, you wanted to heat something up. You'd be like, all right, you better chill out for 15, 20 minutes. Right now we're like, I don't have all second. Travis, he would get two sticks and start rubbing. Them <laughs> Travis, remember those days. I remember yeah, rubbing two sticks together to get a fire. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and, yeah. and so now people it's just so don't. I was gonna say it's all. I know we're teasing Travis, but it's all love. Yeah. Like I've known yeah. Travis for like a good. We've all known Travis for like way too long, way too many percentages of our lives. <laughs> a good percentages years. of our lives. He remembers those years, yeah. those early years. Of- yeah, but I mean, you know, so that's you know that's that's the thing, and 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 lastly, like honestly, like I think that you know the PlayStation with their dual dual sense, uh, you know. The, the haptic feedback that you get from that is quite excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, it like like to to like when someone actually really dials that in, I think that takes you to another level of immersion that that you just don't get anywhere else. And so, while I really like the new Xbox, I mean, I think they did a lot of things right. Um, I had to go drop, you know, major money on the Elite controller. Mm. Um, yeah. Just because I just couldn't take the, the 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 shock of going from like that PlayStation controller to just what was in that normal Xbox. It it just felt it, it just felt like two yeah. weeks off for me. You, you know? know, 
I feel like this this console generation and, and you guys, um, you know, I would love to hear your thoughts about this, too, because, you know, previous generations, like going from like the, the PS2 to PS3 and PS3 to PS4, I'm just speaking of it in PlayStation, um, but I mean it for all the consoles. There was a lot of excitement, like built up, like in those like those 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 graphical leaps, those additional features. So I like, there was a lot of excitement for this one going from like PS4 to PS5. It feels like all the excitement I hear is mostly on the developer side. It's stuff like what you just said. <laughs> I gotta go, Travis. Like, like no, seriously, like my engineers and folks were talking about like my artists are like ray tracing. Oh my god, I can't wait for ray tracing and and like short like no elevators you know like yeah. these are like they're, they're really significant things no heavy doors experience right mm -hmm. but how do you like it's so hard to like advertise shorter elevator trips yeah. <laughs> no, elevators, no, no heavy doors right yeah, like, yeah. it is a huge <laughs> experience but it's but hard to make that a back of the box sorry that's what i think this generation is and the next generation after this is going to be it's a love letter to developers mm. and everybody's worried is this the last consoles we're going to see it's a love because letter. i don't have yet cloud computing where's my I don't, I don't, is it a love letter to me where's my where's my ps5 then well, yeah. <laughs> it got lost in what well, your love letter got lost in the mail, homegirl. <laughs> yeah. Well, just what you guys were mentioning on on like um you know for state of play, I you know I, when I was watching like the Final Fantasy seven like you know the remix that, of the remake. Yeah, yeah, the remix of the remake of the you know all that, <laughs> and watching that, watching how they put it on state of play, you know they show you like the the trailer for the for the you know the next piece and everything like that, and that's great. And then they go to show you the PlayStation Four and the PlayStation Five version, and you can mm -hmm. clearly see the difference. But like they start writing things like textures, and they yeah. show you the difference. It's like lighting, and they show you the difference. And it's like you can see the difference. But like you said, the step up is not enough. I mean, at least for me, for me to be like, let me invest $600 so I can have a, a couple more <laughs> awesome look. I mean, it looks fabulous. It looks so good. Like, but like how, how many times can I try and camp out on a website or like, you know, try and drop my work so I can jump over here and try and like refresh or whatever so I can try and get it. You know, it's not it's not a big enough step up for me yet. But I, like you said, I mean, it really does feel like the love letter for developers. Can it be a love letter to, to gamers? Where I don't know. I letter? mean, I mean, that trailer was a love letter to developers. Who knows what textures are? Yeah. Nobody knows what textures are. No, no game player cares about lighting. I, I don't a good know. game. I, see, but but. I, mean, I care they, about they do and they I don't they, they do yeah. and they don't right like you know like a lot of times like a, a gamer will tell you they're not, they're not satisfied and they don't know why or that they you know or they play your first person game and they get nauseous and they don't mm -hmm. know why right i mean but we know why right and so those are love letters and i think also when you take into uh when, when you take into account uh how much time people actually spend gaming and then how much time they spend actually waiting for said game to actually load. Okay, the love letter is, here's your life back. Yes, that was one of the things that said loading also. It is a big deal. I mean, honestly, that's the welcome. Oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, sorry. Yeah, no, I was gonna say, I, no, I don't I don't want to diminish it. I mean, it is it is a big step up techno technologically, but like, you know, just looking, I was looking at the, you know, the trailer and, you know, Final, it's Square, Final Fantasy seven looks lovely on PlayStation 4. It mm -hmm. looks even more fabulous on PlayStation 5. Am I going to fight to try and get the PlayStation 5 version at the right at the moment? Probably not. But it, I, I mean, I can appreciate the work that they're doing and, and like the, 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 there's little additional elements that just bring it, you know, that next level up. So I, I do get what you're saying there, Travis, for sure. I mean, heck, you know, 
I mean, I game now. I've got my, <laughs> I've got my projector. I'm waiting to try. And, like, so I always only game on my nice. projector screen and everything now. I just need to get my 4K. <laughs> I just want to bring everybody's attention to something that at this very moment, Ryan Benjamin is drawing. Okay. <laughs> he, drawing. Is. he is. <laughs> He's been drawing the whole entire time. Drawing. The whole let time. Me t- let, me tell you let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I have never seen being more dedicated to art in my entire life. I have actually witnessed him fall asleep at his house in the middle of drawing a picture, right? <laughs> and when I woke him up, he immediately finished. That's right. That's, right. That's dedication right there. That is black excellence right there. He, he'll he be on the stage That's black at a con. I forget he's on the stage at a con and be drawing. Then when you ask him a question, he gives you the nastiest look like, are you interrupting me while I'm drawing? How dare you? Because and, and let me tell you something. Also, you probably get a better pass punching him square off in the chest <laughs> than to ruin his art. Like, I yeah. swear like how dare you interrupt me? <laughs> me. That's good. That's good. Dirty. Art is his language, and I, I'll go. Every time I go by his booth, he'll be drawing something. I'm like, I hate your guts. That piece, <laughs> that piece of paper was plain when I came by 15 minutes ago. <laughs> then you give me damn Batman. This <laughs> Who are you making that for? He's like, I'm just doing, I'm just doodling right now. I'm just drawing right now. I'm bored. Like, this is what you're doing. You're bored. Draw perfect Batman. That should be the se- that should be a segment on future episodes. What the hell is Ryan drawing right now? <laughs> yeah, I want yeah. like my, my, right my final reveal. I'll, I'll reveal it at the end of the show. We'll do that. <laughs> we'll do that. Right now, he, he he has like 98 pages. He has to do Travis. I know. Ryan's the only person I'm like I got 90. I got like 96 pages to do. Uh, and he said that like three months ago and he'll talk to you this month. I still got 96 pages. He was like, dude, are you just stacking up more work? But, he, but he's actually the only person that I've ever met who can actually plan out his finances by how many pictures, pictures he draws. Like he'll look at something. He'll be like, yeah, well, I got to do four commissions to get that. I got to do this commissions to do that. And then he'll be like, yeah, I say, I wish I could just draw money. I know it. He thinks in art. He thinks in art. You have like, to like how far how far is I have to take Max off to drop him off somewhere? Oh, that's six commissions I'm missing out on driving that far. For real. <laughs> His hey, measurement uh, is art. I love it. I love it. I but, live, um, eat, breathe, yeah, um, art to my blood. It's man, uh we're we're hitting an hour already, guys. Oh my goodness. I knew it was we gonna happen. And we yeah, haven't we dived into the, our agenda for today, but I want—I felt that we needed to get over and talk about the game industry because this is the first one. And the people that are tuning in don't know much about the game industry. As we've experienced in Clubhouse, people that play a lot of games have no idea how games are made. Mm. And they mm-hmm. even claim they do. Like they'll There's be in the streams. Like, they should have done this. They should have improved the graphics this way. Sorry, I didn't mean it. No, it's no, no. It's, it's I was make, I was just making a, a snarky comment. I said some people who make games have no idea no idea how games are made. Which is why you have part. producers. Right. That part. That part. I've slept at the studio way too many times making Madden. It's, it is, you know, it's a problem. <laughs> there's, there's four producers on this call right now. <laughs> there are. Yeah. There are. Yeah. There are. Um, which but, means like we will we will never want for work. 
one thing I just I did just want to ask because at least from the state of play, because I'm just really curious about everyone else here. What uh, what game were you guys excited about on the state on the state of play, if anything? Did anyone have a thing? Um, I had I had a couple of games I'm quite excited about, but I'll let you all go first. I can tell you the one I was excited about was um, Solar Ash. That was um, a- by yeah Heart Machine, the guys who did uh, uh, Hyperlight Drifter, yeah. which yeah. was one of my favorite games, like a little indie game, uh, like like all the retro graphics, that kind of stuff. But like just a just really really tight controls and action and just a, a nice broadening story that you had no you didn't realize the story was going to actually there was going to be a story in this game, and I'm super excited to see Solar Ash. That's a that's 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 my my one takeaway from from that. That looked great. Deathloop also I was a little interested. In. I I loved the 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 trailer that they did for it. How they like <laughs> did the song like it was like a Bond movie mm-hmm. <laughs> and did like all the aesthetics and everything for it. Ubisoft yeah. is like the best in the business when it comes to like marketing, like I, like marketing trailers and stuff. They are just on top of it. Yeah, I was a sucker for that. I don't know if it's I don't know if I if I'll play the game or anything like that, but I love I did love the you know the presentation and everything there. Anybody else? Travis? I, I, I'd say I was. Um, I, I actually haven't downloaded it yet, but I'm going to, which is the, the new Crash Bandicoot. Mm. Um, and I think it's 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 just because it's been so long since I've actually played like a a, a platformer like that, and they spent a lot of time uh, telling us about how they improved it, especially for uh, the load times on the PS5 and the. Uh, the, the haptic setting so um basically uh you know nothing the bryant uh twins would know about you know because y'all ain't in a cool club rude i mean so we're trying to get into the cool club upgrade your console life <laughs> that's wow, upgrade wow. Your shots fired. Shots fired. i was i was trying to be nice man but <laughs> no it's almost time it's wow almost shot time. Fired. y'all know this this thing's gonna end in the next few minutes but me and travis's rivalry is gonna go on forever <laughs> all time, all time. Ryan? comment one, one other last comment on like the, the presentation overall because you know like like comparing this like the state of play and like how they you know sony did this to like like Nintendo's Nintendo Directs. I mean, Nintendo's been doing like just the Directs for for forever. Nintendo just at one point decided we're not going to spend money to go out to these different conferences. We're just going to give you a video. Press conferences are a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. I, I do feel like they do need to kind of like up something there because I, I just watched a bunch of game trailers and I was there were some that I was I was interested with, with but the kind of overall I was eh, I was a little underwhelmed with it. I, I don't know if maybe it's just a matter of like not just being game trailers, but also just telling me. Like just give me little updates or little other crazy things about other games. Uh-huh. But I was just kind of that was just something that just stuck that's out. You, well. That's what you wanted to see more of in the state of play, or what you want to see more of in the direct? Uh, in this, in the state of play, oh, okay. I, I think that what I think what Nintendo does with their directs, I think they've kind of got like a formula on lock with how they integrate between like oh let's do, and it's you know it's Nintendo so they're you know they're. Um, you know, they'll be silly yeah. with some of their stuff sometimes, <laughs> but they'll, they'll go between like, you know, the different like producers and, you know, and like just have a little blurb in there and they'll, you know, then I, I just feel like there's a lot more surprises, I guess, sometimes in the, mm-hmm. in the, uh, you know, Nintendo directs and like in the state of play. I, I just want to see Sony kind of up their game with that. A it's little. a different energy. I think it's a different energy. Yeah. It's 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 yeah. it's it's the it's it's the energy that you're seeing because of where this console is, right? Because you know, once again, it you know the console's just launched because they because they just launched anything that was going to be dope 
right away you saw right away right and then there's this period where everyone is like everybody done shot this shot right now why don't we cool you know why don't we calm down see what the competition looks like before you know the next shot happens and so what i think what you're seeing or or what sony is showing you is like look you know these games are very nice they might not be the groundbreaking ones because that's usually probably, you know, next holiday season or something like that. But, you know, this is this is the good stuff that'll tide you over and make you feel good about your investment and so on and so forth. But, yeah, yeah I, I, I wasn't expecting any like, oh, my gods for that state of play, to be honest with you. Yeah, no, that's fair. And I think maybe it's just like the thing that's the I'm just used to seeing Nintendo do this in this format and not, not used to seeing like, you know, Sony do this in their, their format. The thing that I found hilarious watching the Nintendo Direct was like when they brought like AGL Numa on there just to say, yeah, we don't have any Breath of the Wild news. <laughs> yes. Like, you know, yes. I, I love that. It was just like, no, I don't have anything for you. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. I'm off. But we got these Mario skins and Animal Crossing for you. <laughs> Which I will download, by the way. All of us are going to download it. <laughs> no, all of us won't. What you guys can't see. Uh, you're going to be at this room, by the way. Yes. I've got at least one, two, three, four, five, six Zelda things on the wall. I have uh, a um, Hylian sword replica, a Majora's mask behind me, and a business card from Shigeru Miyamoto in a baseball card case over here. <laughs> and a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> yep. Hey, Ryan, did you watch the, did you watch the State of Play? Uh, no, I haven't. I'm, I'm, I'm behind. <laughs> it's too busy, actually. <laughs> MLB, probably. <laughs> we are. We, 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 yeah. If once you guys, yeah, watch Solar Ash, watch the, the crash stuff if you're interested in crash and death loop. Take you about seven minutes. Yeah, death loop was, I think, interesting with it. And yeah. then, uh, yeah, that's probably about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised I have time to get on the podcast. <laughs> it's just it, we're we're literally in crunch, crunch mode. It's like I'm I'm glad you're here too. Saturday, really Sunday, I'm putting in about 14 hours a day. Easily. Ooh. Easily. Ooh. We'll talk about crunch on another podcast because people don't understand our blood, sweat, and tears that goes into these games for them to say, mm, I don't like it because of this one thing that's five seconds in the game. That's yeah. only four or five seconds in the game. But we'll we talk will. about that another time for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think this, um, this is a really widespread um, discussion that's going on in the industry right now about crunch and work-life balance and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about that. Uh, for me, the thing that I liked the most uh, from the thing was Sifu, from the Zolver. Right. Uh, Real-time physics and national martial arts. I'd like to see them involve their game. It's so interesting. We have uh, two brothers. Uh, they're not brothers in like in, from same mother, but they're my classmates. Victor Lugo, who he, he was the lead combat on Killer Instinct at one point, right. and Yinka Lade, who also worked on Madden. And Victor was the combat designer for EA's MMA game. Oh, nice! He's for the first time, they 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 personally picked him because he pitched Sifu for our grad school project to do. Wow! And we realized <laughs> that we couldn't do that game because it was too big. But they <laughs> a real time physics martial arts game based on actual right. moves is what he pitched, and yeah, I'm glad to see Absolver come full circle with that. Can I ask a question about the trailer yes. for that one? Because I watched a couple times. There was one moment in the trailer that I just didn't quite 
get all right so like you know he's in the middle he's like he's like kicking butt whatever and he gets knocked down and then there's <laughs> sort of like they sort of flash forward and suddenly he's got facial hair yeah and is I'm it like, rip van wrinkle like yeah he, i was like did he get did he get older is did he take on the soul of someone uh, apparently you he... age as you get better in your skills oh, in this game oh so you get better and you age you okay, that wasn't clear because he literally just got his butt like his, his face punched in <laughs> so when you're younger you're weak and then he like yeah, yeah, you've Goku'd up or something. Yeah, you gotta improve your skills. Yeah, you gotta improve your skills. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to I wanted to understand. Yeah, so that that's, that's cool. the thing. Um we'll definitely talk more about this. We we'll definitely talk about the difference between state of play and Nintendo Direct the next time we next week. Cause I think those are worth discussing. And yeah. we discussed how these companies, these these console companies treat us and how they're different from one another. Um, and how they approach their audiences differently. Like, I have a tendency to say Nintendo hates us. They hate us so much, but we can't get enough of them, but they hate us so much. Wait, hate, hate us as in as in people who play games or hate us as in Black people? Game players. Okay. Game players. I was, That's I was game trying players. to see like, how provocative a statement you were making. Right there. Like, game, oh, the, this is like another like... They, they hate all humans. All They're like, anybody that can use our console, we kind of hate you. I have thoughts on it, but we have to save it for another time I think. we'll save it for another yeah. time yeah um, you see how much nintendo crap is in this room but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, i mean i mean i guess when you when, you, when you're the baddest one on the block and you and you had this one trick and you keep doing it and everybody keeps falling for it over and over and over I mean, and over again i am buying skyward sword again so <laughs> you know the worst part is people complain it is the about weakest it. of the zelda games it's people the complain weakest. about it and it won't sell like five million copies or six million it'll sell 27 million copies <laughs> Like, yep. like Call of Duty numbers for a yep. game that has been released like five different times. I'm five like, different times. It's ridiculous. They're like, hey, and they, they sell it at the, the at fifty nine ninety nine. Yeah, it's like, never get this game. That it should be like never. fifteen bucks right now. But yes, for real, will, for real, I will buy it. But for real, for real. Yeah. What is Ryan drawing? Let's see. Oh, yeah, yes. yes Ryan, come on, man. Ryan, can we see what you're drawing? Ryan? Sean Prue, son. Uh, I. <laughs> I can't. Oh, is this is live, right? This is live. <laughs> we see it. Uh, we see it. I wish I could share my screen right now. Yeah, that's all right. We see. We see it. We're looking at something. Okay. I sent. Okay. I, I sent you guys a, a picture of Miles since since you guys were talking about Miles. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I want to show that. Oh. What you're drawing right now, but that's, so you that's what you drew. That's not what you're drawing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what I'm, I'm working. I, I can tell you what I'm working on now. Okay. Um, um I'm working on a, a Batman title right right now. Okay. And that's all I can say. Um, <laughs> I can't say what, much fun, what team? How much was the budget? Um, what are the major people who were involved in it? I can't like say more than like? that. I can't. <laughs> Man, with that <laughs> said, more than enough. With that said, we're going to conclude our podcast. Uh, we're going to give a shout out for uh, uh, shout out to Digital Click for doing our artwork for us. No doubt. Thank you all for coming to our inaugural podcast on the relaunch of the Tech Nubian podcast. We're going to probably put the backlog up soon in an audio format, of course. Um, thanks, uh, Shanae and Cherie, Travis and Ryan for coming in. If you all want your ass kicked while you're doing art, you should follow Comic Pro Bootcamp. <laughs> I can give them a little bit more about that. Uh, well, Com Comic Pro Bootcamp, boot um, since we were talking about uh, teaching, um, 
it's a it's a it, it's basically a workshop that, that I created with a couple other uh, professional uh, industry guys. And what we do is we teach specifically comic book art. But it, it's it's and the reason why we teach that is because it's uh, comic book art is almost like the 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 leaping the leaping platform into other elements of other parts of the industry you can use comics to get into video games you can use comics to get into movies you can get comics to get into toys you can get comics to get into you know to tv shows so we actually teach it uh, on on a on a specific on that specific level um and what what we do is we 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 gather people who, who find, uh, who, who have the, the, the motive and the intentions to actually do something with their artwork, who want to improve their art skills. And we get, we get them all together in one form and we teach as a class and we all ha we have review classes and this is all live. This is all in person. So this is nothing. Um, but well, since not, since it's, we're in the pandemic now, we do everything on zoom, but you know, when the, when the pandemic wasn't on, we, we literally had cl classes, inside of a room where everybody met to, met up together. And we had students from all around the world that flew in and would fly in and, and they would, they would take our classes. And this is something we've been teaching for, for about, but uh, two and a half years now we've been doing this. Um, and it's, mm -hmm. we, it's, it's an accumulation of about 135 years of knowledge that we, we pound into, into, into the students and the classes and just one time it lasts, it lasts a good long time. So, um, if you guys want to look more into it, just go ahead and just uh, Google Comic Pro Bootcamp or Thank just go straight to the website, comicpro.bootcamp.com. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So um, complete the whole thing. We're also giving out a PC, streaming and gaming PC, in honor of the launch of the network. Uh, Jeremy Germ 33 came through and said, hey, he loved Pan Geekery, the, po the the podcast, and he's like, I'm going to brand it Pan Geekery, and we're going to give it out for the network, the launch of the network. So if you haven't uh, uh, registered and signed up and followed us, please do so. If you have Amazon Prime, um, if you have Amazon Prime, if you haven't subscribed to a network, subscribe to us. You know, it helps us out a lot. You know, follow us. And follow all our socials. You can look up Geekish Network everywhere and you'll find us, the Geekish Network or Geekish Network. We're on all social media and we're here for you every week as tech Nubians to talk about game development from a very black perspective. <laughs> all right. With that said, peace. Because I'm blackity black and I'm black, y'all. <laughs> 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 He's back. <laughs>